Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about product management, how you can uh, consider uh, this occupation. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Chetna Desai. How are you? I'm good, Anatoly. Um, it's pleasure to be on your podcast and uh, happy to discuss anything you want about the product management. Yeah. You know, before we start, uh, I want to uh, share my story. Um, um, I had uh, a friend and, you know, uh, he decided to go. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, he got the job uh, on Microsoft as well. And that was interesting. Uh, that was... Uh, uh, like five or seven years ago but uh, what he did he bought uh, uh, a device a smartphone uh, with uh, windows uh, mobile windows and when he came uh, to the office uh, everyone has uh, had iphones <laughs> he asked what's going on i spent money time to find this gadget but everyone had iphones yeah okay before we start introduce a little bit about yourself your background and why do you decided to take this occupation yeah so the reason why I took this occupation was, um, I think a couple of things, is being in the front line, um, doing kind of research about the product, if it is brand new product, or enhancement. Like, again, you do the same research and find out what the extension of this product should look like, if it is like a medium or a matured stage product, right? So for me, I started out as a developer, like doing feature development and even before that i started out as a tester so i tested all these product features um so i think the stage kind of organically flew and then um the final stage was being the product owner or, or the product manager to represent the product right so in all all aspect so that's how i landed in product management um, um it, it's it's kind of nuanced in terms of the the title itself because every company uh, within the software industry, define product management slightly differently, but I think it's evolved into a good uh, place now, um, and it's popular, as I know, um, and as you also might know, that product management is fairly popular among people who want to get get into the role and and do more on the role. Yeah, you know, um, I think that uh, once uh, I got to study about uh, product management uh, and. Um, uh, uh, the main reason uh, about, uh, why I decided to read the study because we marketers, uh, we want to uh, promote products. We need to understand what we promote. And uh, that was interesting uh, that um, marketing doesn't help bad products. Uh, if you have bad products, uh, any marketing can help to uh, to sell it. Uh, and uh, um, uh, I found on this study that if companies uh, launch products, uh, and uh, everyone uh, is satisfying that means uh, that was too late <laughs> you know we need to launch when uh, we have raw products to learn from feedback uh, and yeah to improve develop uh, can you share uh, from microsoft perspective uh, how microsoft uh, uh, launches new products or uh, develop innovate existing ones uh, by learning feedback or uh, yeah any other insights about that yeah i think 
even in Microsoft, from my experience, um, it has evolved the, the whole life cycle of product launch, um, mainly due to the same aspect you mentioned, right? Um, the moment, the, the, the stage in which the product is ready to launch, it's too late for the market yeah. to consume, right? Like there are so many numerous other products already launched. So I think the best way to do is, um, is to create that um, there is a life cycle wherein uh, when you want to create a bicycle, um, so mm -hmm. do a, um, the, the minimum viable product MVP version and then release that product and test it out based on the feedback, create the feedback loop and based on the consumer feedback and develop new project uh, uh, features, sorry, uh, mm -hmm. um, in order to get into that end stage, right? So you, you alone sitting in a silo uh, with your team, not creating pro product, which you you yourself is not consuming, but a consumer with different segment is consuming. So I think the best way to do is to evolve um, with a prototype which is iteratable, right? So I think Microsoft has done that um, um, in the last 10 years or so um, amazingly well. Um, they are doing a lot of user research and feedback loops in order to accommodate a better experience for the consumers. Yeah. Um, once I read uh, the quote from Bill Gates, and he uh, shares that uh, angry customers are uh, the best uh, uh, people who can uh, lead you in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> and but you know, it's interesting. Uh, Elon Musk uh, shares another side. He usually uh, learns uh, from his friends. Uh, yeah, he uh, doesn't ask for feedback from customers. Plus, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, but uh, once I, I get that, uh, he learns from friends because friends uh, don't care a lot. They're unbiased and can tell you uh, what they think about products. Can you um, tell how to learn from customers' feedback? For example, um, if it's uh, diff, uh, everyone has different mindset, uh, and uh, uh, some customers want to get uh, better um, one features others uh, the rest i don't know it, it, it depends how to learn correctly and because we can't satisfy all customers we can create a perfect product of course uh, we have we will have some disadvantages as well uh, uh, but uh, uh, how to choose which one we can develop innovate and which we can ignore yeah, I think that's a great question. I think that is a question that every um, product group should kind of look for and answer before they create any kind of product, right? So I think the basics is inputs. So some of the inputs are data, right? Like you don't know what to uh, create um, in terms of product. Um, there are several things that you should do is uh, different ways of collecting data, right? So, um, and again, um, there are a set of uh, steps um, or the core components that I would say is um, the vision mission, right? The why of the product creation. Why are we doing um, and what are we doing is the next right? in, in terms of vision mission is what is it that we are doing? What is the problem that we are solving by creating this product, right? So just for the sake of creation, doesn't make sense to create something, right? So, so that's why you need to answer why and what before you go into how um, and then for who and when and all of those questions should be answered. So the key is why and what, 
right? Once you understand collectively, and also it should align with the, the mission of your organization. For example, Microsoft, right? They, they believe in accessibility, uh, privacy and security and quality of the product that they release. So if that is not aligned with the product that you are creating in your team, it doesn't make sense to even launch, right? So it, it doesn't align and you never, you never be successful in that aspect because the consumer would not identify this product being part of this organization. So that is the key. The key is to understand the vision mission and align if you have a sub product and product kind of line, uh, line of products that you want to align with a company, then it should basically function um, in organically with what the company represent, right? So, so those are some of the, the steps that I take um, even if you're creating a, a sub feature of a product um, and then eventually figure out as part of the inputs is research, right? Um, consumer research that you could use from your research team or there are other companies, third party companies who provide you with the data. Like this is a problem that they see in the consumers. Um, and also you can identify what competitors are in the market um, and not necessarily should not be one of the major input, but it should be one of the input, right? So we, we do something called a SWOT analysis, right? So internal versus external, um, is it a opportunity or is it something that we see as a gap in the market that we are trying to provide, right? So, or this is something that is not there and you think as a next 10 years, it would be um, beneficial. Like if you think about Apple or any other product, we didn't need it a smartphone, but they identified that, hey, smartphone is the next generation. So let's let's create this value for the consumers. So you have to identify all of those before you actually start doing how. Like how do I deploy my application or a product and all of those. So those details will come later, but if you answer the above questions, you're all set, right? So, and also, as I mentioned earlier, we talked about um, how soon you should be go, go to market, right? So that strategy and product market fit, um, you do as part of the research as well, right? Like, let's say, assume that you've already solved the product and go to consumer and say, hey, this is a problem. If I have a product for uh, for you, how do you feel, right? Would you be able to use it or would you be interested to use it? All of those research and inputs that comes early on, even before you create the product. So um, I have so many examples that I can take, but this is in a nutshell, the process that we go through. Yeah, got it. I think Microsoft doesn't want to get this criticism that Facebook has <laughs> about <laughs> privacy policy, <laughs> privacy data. <laughs> and yeah, I check out uh, some studies that Facebook has like uh, 30% of uh, trust, you know, from their users base from 3 billion people. And LinkedIn has uh, over 70%. Yeah, uh, quite different. <laughs> and yeah, I think Microsoft take care about customers. Okay, can, um, you mentioned about SWOT analysis. Can you provide more insights about that? Uh, how, um, uh, I understand uh, how it works, but uh, how do you uh, use this approach? Uh, you learn uh, competitors, uh, check out their products, analyze uh, what customers think about that. I mean, like, uh, uh, I need uh, some technical aspect or examples how how this process works. Yeah, so, so 
the idea with SWOT analysis is it has a quadrant, right? So four mm-hmm. quadrants. So the the topmost quadrant, um, which is left and right of the ninety degree, and and below the one eighty degree is um, external versus internal, right? So internal is is this an opportunity um, that we want to do as a company, or is it is it to keep up with the the company or the competitor? Sorry, um, to um, uh, to position yourself in the market as a company for external um is it is it the um what we call um i'm blanking out on the uh, the terminology but the external being hey um is this um advantage or it is already there uh, externally for this product so this is a four quadrant approach wherein you look at internal factors and external factors as an opportunity and the threat so that's in a nutshell is how you work out and identify each of this. And, and I use three C's, which is um, three C uh, core components when you're doing the SWOT analysis is your company, um, the consumers or the customers and the competitors. So if you identify these three areas when you are actually putting on some of the important points about SWOT quadrants, um, and then it gives you a clear picture as to what to follow and how this product is positioned in that fourth quadrant. Yeah, Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about... Simplicity. Uh, Albert Einstein uh, once proclaimed that uh, we need to do everything as simple as possible, but not simpler. I think uh, it's important today, uh, for example, when I create content, when I write any text, I, I, uh, you know, I I just write the draft and uh, I edit uh as maximum as possible to simplify the user experience because most people open content and leave it and never regret about this content because i can't get their attention i think uh, in software it's the same for example i i often get some uh, pictures uh, please check out my uh new software it will work it will provide a uh, much better experience but I have no time with that, you know, uh, and uh, um, uh, I have a lot of other things to do. And how, uh, I don't know, uh, if I see it's hard for me, you know, to learn it, why I need to do it if I have existing products, uh, even if they are not perfect and far away from them. Uh, but uh, how to simplify this experience, especially when you start from scratch? Uh, why uh, do I need to care about new products uh, and uh, how Microsoft decides this problem? Um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> so I think... Um, I can't talk about history on some of the product mm-hmm. concept is released, but but what I can tell you is, in the recent times, um, s- the simplified version of whatever product you offer is the key for the success. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of consumers are not tech savvy, and it depends on the product, right? Who is your audience? So so based on the audience, um, it's always a good rule of thumb to make it simple, right? And obvious for a user, right? So uh, make it make it in a fashion that they, when you look at a application or a product, whatever that is that you're creating is straightforward and at least be able to uh, be navigated by the customer. So again, you should always keep the audience in place, right? If it is a tech-based product, you don't expect a normal consumer uh, off the road using your product, right? So that means you have not done your initial research about what is your product and who is it for, right? So all the questions that I mentioned initially, that is not being done, right? So that's when you go, that goes horribly wrong when you release a product because you, 
you you build a product for a segment or the audience or the customers and then someone else you're trying to push to use right so that is the key um, i believe that microsoft has started to understand or, or it always knew but i think the simplicity aspect um, has come in in the last i think decade or so from the product management perspective mm -hmm. yeah got it um can you provide um your insights how to learn uh, customers uh, because uh, if you uh, launch a new product uh, that means you need to understand the segment who will use this product uh, why they need to use this product why your products are better than existing products and i think uh, great companies including amazon uh, they uh, launch products when uh, a lot of uh, customers are not satisfied with existing products yes they uh, feel uh, they need something new valuable uh, how to find this segment how to learn it uh, I, uh, I mean, like, uh, the, can you share uh, from Microsoft perspective? Do you read forums, social media, uh, analyze uh, websites, reviews, anything, uh, anything how to learn customers? Yeah, so my team necessarily doesn't do the research. So we partner with the, the research team within Microsoft who mm -hmm. give us that data and information. And sometimes we have done, we have gone into the field based on our product and all, all that the, the initial strategy building that you do as a team, we go out in the field and if we can get access to the customer, we do some kind of user research based on a focus group. Right. So you identify a group and, and as a focus for you to collect inputs from that group. Right. So so that's the key. Usually, if you have no direct contact with a consumer, you either leverage different teams or a third party company who, who specializes in user research. Right. So um, you can you can collaborate with them and collect that data. Or if you think you have that focus group access, go do that focus group kind of um, exercise in order to get that uh, perspective or the data for you to get started yeah mm -hmm. yeah got it uh i found on your linkedin profile that you have your own podcast can you share uh, uh why do you uh i don't know why do you use this format <laughs> uh, what type of message do you want to share in your podcast because yeah uh, it's more interesting for me you know because i love to uh, communicate with my colleagues about that <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the reason why I started podcasting was um, uh, three to four things. I had an intro podcast that I mentioned why I did what I did. Um, so what happened was there was a time most of us get kind of married to our job or our career, right? So we don't think about other aspect of our life, right? We are much more beyond our title, like the company that we work for or the title that we own uh, in our professional life. We are much more than that. And everybody has that potential to do much more than what we think we can do. So that this is one way of exercising that. Um, the other point was um, to bring to the forefront, like, see, I'm from a the Indian background. So when I was actually um, uh, progressing in my career, in the last several years, there is a, a sudden boom of everybody being on everywhere. So you can see more example. But when I started out in my career, I did not see people in the role that I aspire to be. Like, I want to be a CEO one day, right? So I wanted to see somebody who looked like me and talked like me to be a CEO, 
already right even though they're there but i could not get access to them in a way now we have right we can see ceos from all companies talking about their um life how 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 their uh, value and principles and life that they want to put forward and create a purpose when they create a company um and send a message to their uh, um employees or anybody who look up to them right so so while i was doing that i saw a gap and i i thought maybe some people like me want to see or hear about people who are similar to them um, and understand how they are successful right so for me i want to showcase the success story of uh, women in particular but uh, i have changed a little bit to also include men and and share their perspective right so it's always good to hear diverse perspective in order to make your own career aspiration so um those are some of the points that made me start my podcast and i love the third aspect is creative side right so um in, in your job you can only kind of extract the creativeness to some extent because you have to abide by the company policies rules and everything but when you have your own there is no rules so so as you have your podcast so there are no rules for you you are a seo expert but you you are bringing on product manager right so um so that's that's the freedom um or the creative freedom i would say that you get by starting your own so that's how i started the podcast yeah yeah love it love it uh, yeah uh, i like that you uh, are searching for a gap you know and uh, uh, i think uh, the most important thing uh Uh, to be yourself and play yourself you know yeah uh, when you share stories about successful people uh, people usually see uh, the final result yeah uh, wealth uh, uh, i don't know uh, net worth uh, big revenue but they don't know about hard work uh, about uh, something and for me the most important thing is uh, uh the process not uh expectations uh, i often see when people uh give up because of building high expectations they want to achieve uh, i don't know a million dollars for a few months or uh or something like this but uh, the most important thing is uh, to enjoy the process if you don't enjoy the process you don't need to do it you can't achieve uh, high results you can work for a hard okay you can work hard but if you don't enjoy the process for a few weeks or even months uh, you can give up because you hate it you know you, you don't love it and um, yeah uh, i don't believe that uh, um, you need to work hard you need to uh, enjoy the process and when you do it you can wake up in the morning to start working and go to the bed uh, finish your job because it's like hobby yeah i, I love it C- can you tell how uh, do you choose stories about successful people how to uh, Uh, to know that this story will uh, inspire uh, your audience uh, to go ahead to uh, do something um, yeah provide about that yeah i think the process that i use is um, my own self right like what are some of the stories i would love to hear so that is i, I aspire for sometimes i want to bring pretty good stories but then the person that i approach may not be interested right so uh, it, it is basically has to um be middle ground that the stories that i want to showcase personally that i get inspired and eventually the audience might do as well but but again i do i don't look at my statistics as a number game but i look at my statistics to see oh would was this story um just so i got inspired was also 
uh, an inspirational story for my audience. So I can tell whether it was or not from kind of statistics. Um, and then I, again, go do something similar to those stories, right? Um, but also I switch it up just so that uh, people doesn't get bored of one kind. Uh, but I usually think in my perspective, right? Like, is this inspiration for me? Um, eventually it becomes inspiration for the audience as well. And I, I get feedback also that uh, some people do reach out to me and say, hey, this was a great story, I loved it. Then it is again a signal for me to think, hey, this is what resonated with the audience. So let me bring very similar to the same stories um, um, to the podcast, yeah. Yeah, got it. And uh, uh, you mean uh, you have the format uh, when you share the story in audio format without interview, just uh, to tell? Uh, okay, okay, that's good. Uh, um, yeah, why not? You know, uh, I think um, uh, all formats work. For example, uh, once I got the client who proclaimed me, you know, YouTube doesn't work. I replied, why? Why it doesn't work? Uh, because uh, I tried everything. I can't get for subscribers. I can't get uh, views. I can't get uh, revenue. I replied to him, uh, it doesn't mean that YouTube doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work for you. You know, yeah. Uh, everything depends on implementation. Uh, if you can't get results, hire experts who can help you, who can lead you in the right direction, who can uh, share how it works. Or, for example, just skip it. If you uh, can't uh, get uh, good experts, just do another stuff, uh, what works for you. That's okay, you know. And uh, uh, I, I love that you have your format because most formats are interview like this now and uh, but Gary v has uh, format without interviews and it works well <laughs> people love his podcast uh, all his inspirational stuff and uh, yeah I, I love to be inspired with great stories as well because uh, when i can hear uh, when someone uh, got success uh, i know yes i can do it as well i will go to this direction yeah it doesn't matter okay uh, can you provide uh, the structure of your podcast uh, because uh, most most uh, listeners they skip listening uh, for a few seconds, uh, even 15 seconds, 20 seconds. How to uh, catch their attention? How to uh, tell them it's better to listen the whole episode uh, and to learn uh, from these stories? Yeah, it is still a learning process for me. I have not perfected the game. Uh, but what I've learned is, um, again, as you rightly mentioned, I have to um, call that out that you mentioned. Uh, it should be your podcast, right? So it should represent you. Um, copying someone else may not be an ideal thing. And some, some platform works for you and some platform doesn't work for you. So you have to identify what is the platform that you want to use and also do it for yourself, right? So I think a lot of times what happens is everybody thinks about uh, monetizing and, and going viral on something. For me, that wasn't my kind of goal. My goal was to bring more voices to the forefront from whom we don't hear as much, right? There are a lot of famous personalities that we get to hear over and over again across different podcasts. But for me, I want to bring somebody who, who have been successful in their own respect and, and listen to them. So the format was, so I heard so many format. Um, I'm still kind of evolving and iterating on my own format. My format is third party, right? Third person, sorry, not third party. Third person kind of perspective. Like I talk about every next um, segment that you might hear to give a cue to the audience. And then you hear the guests 
uh, answering to that question. So, so that that was my approach is to tell a story, right? Weave a story rather than doing one on one, which works great too. Um, I love this uh, this format as well. But I wanted to do my own. That is my creative side, right? So I wanted to exercise my own creative way of putting out podcasts. But I can still do better. Um, I am learning as as we do. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think uh, uh, when people uh, ask me uh, how much I can earn from uh, YouTube channel, I'm going to launch it. You know, these people all, already lost. You know, uh, when you uh, care about revenue without a loyal audience, without creating content, yeah, you can get success. Of course, it's better to uh, start from scratch. And I, I want to hide. You know. Uh, you're not perfect, uh, but nobody is perfect, you know. Yeah, and it's the way of learning. And um, from my uh, experience, uh, consistency is the best way. Uh, for example, when um, I filmed my first video, I felt uh, for me it's better to break my leg than uh, do it. Uh, uh, I had some special deadline, and when uh, I came to the place where uh, um, uh, I was going to film it. I, I felt no way I can't do it. It's not my way. But you know, when you do it uh, all the time, you can improve your confidence, uh, quality. And yeah, uh, it's the same uh, with writing. For example, great offers, they usually write plus thousand words a day. Then they don't search for excuses. They don't wait for inspiration. They just do their job. Uh, it's the same with podcasting. Uh, I like uh, Insights from Gary Vee, uh, when he uh, films, films every day, creates a lot of content, but uh, he started from scratch as well. Everyone starts uh, from scratch. And yeah, it doesn't matter uh, which format you use, it's better to love it. Uh, that's why uh, I disagree with some um, common thinking that you need to find where your audience is. It's not the right way. For example, most marketers are on Twitter. But uh, I'm on LinkedIn because I love this experience more. I love to create content for LinkedIn. It's the same uh, with any formats. If you uh, this format works much better for uh, most people and you don't like it, just skip it and be yourself. Yeah, uh, create your format and you can gain results if you work consistently to improve quality. Uh, uh, go step by step. Okay, uh, can you provide insights about um, searching these successful stories? Do you uh, search them online uh, or um, on social media or anything else? Just uh, how do you find these ideas? Yeah, so my process of finding uh, people or the guests for my show is through network. So either they are like first, third kind of connection um, or something that I, I accidentally landed and learned about them. And I, I feel like, hey, these people, so this person can be a great guest for, for my show. And then I approach them and nine out of 10 times they say yes only one 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 time it happens to be like hey i can't do this um and most part a lot of people don't like to talk about themselves especially women is what i felt um i am included by the way so i i can't talk more about like initially when we started this uh this call I did not introduce myself in terms of my history and everything. I talked about my role at Microsoft, right? So it's it's very difficult and it doesn't come natural natural to all, all of us, 
even though I don't want to kind of bucket everybody under the same category, but the, the general tendency for women to not talk about themselves, right? What are some of the achievements you have made? Um, let's say, tell me how successful you are. Tell me your net worth. Very few who can talk about themselves and, and in, a, in a way that doesn't come naturally to all of us. So I think that is the key element that I identified and I want to make sure whoever I reach out to they say hey I'm not comfortable speaking about this I say what part is it your job or is it about yourself that you have actually been successful in in your career if it is about their career then I would not take no for them I say how can I help you how can I help you share your story in a way you are comfortable sharing right um and and as far as the professional goes, some people are like, hey, I don't want to talk about my job. So that is fine. In that case, I don't force them, right? So that is up to them. But personally, I want to kind of um, uplift my uh, women community around me to showcase their story. Tell about yourself. How did you reach this stage, right? It, it wasn't easy for all of us, including men. A lot of men also struggle with the same kind of challenges. But I think hearing through them, we are giving out kind of formula to the incoming generation, right? Like, even though the incoming generation doesn't need a lot of handholding because they are exposed to so much information, they already know, they, they already know how to launch their career uh, successfully. But, but having to learn from someone who have gone through struggle, so you don't have to make the same mistake. So that's my uh, idea was to bring these stories to forefront so that, hey, I myself might learn, right? So, hey, these are some of the mistakes or challenges that they these people overcame. So I can take this learning and utilize that when I might face with those challenges, right? So so that, that was the intent behind kind of starting, uh, focusing on career, but I'm also slightly moving. So I've rebranded my podcast Girti Serendipity to be a little more than career, right? So again, we always think about our career to be life, but life is much more than what you do professionally, right? So we have to think about our mind, our heart. So I have a little bit um, uh, in a process of rebranding it to cover, hey, how to easily do some kind of workout, right? If a workout doesn't have to be like an hour or something. And at the same time, also heart. Do something which entices your heart, right? Like painting, traveling. So I want to bring all 360 aspect of life, not just the career. So so that is, I'm in a process of doing that. So, um, but I just wanted to share here um, that life is not about your career and title. <laughs> Think about something more than your career, um, including me. I made the same mistake. So some of these learnings came from my starting podcast, right? Like everybody did so many things in their life, but we always talk about career. What is that this person has achieved professionally um, in order to showcase? But people have achieved beyond that, right? Some people are really happy. They don't need a title to be happy. So that's yeah. the message. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell how many mistakes I made in my life a lot you know <laughs> I, I i i am doing them uh every day i think so you know because uh, uh failing only brings a new experience yeah just do mistakes learn from them of course you can overcome some of them by learning that's okay but um if you don't do any mistakes i think that uh, you're not innovative enough you know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, by the way, I stole from Elon Musk. He uh, said this. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, let's get back to Microsoft. Uh, can you 
tell how you uh, uh, submitted the request uh, to work in Microsoft because I think uh, many people wanna go, uh, work in big companies like Microsoft. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure it's simple because you need to have some uh, skills uh, to uh, convince uh, uh, that you uh, are worthy their time, you know. And I think that big companies wanna find people who can bring something new. It's not about uh, uh, finding people. Uh, teach them and to get the same stuff uh, i think uh, the main goal of big companies to hire people who can change environment who can provide something new uh, can you tell your story how you submitted this request and uh, got this company so i actually did not so that's a great question so i did not actually um kind of submit my resume to um get into the interview process so i actually reached out by a recruiter so i think mm -hmm. as you mentioned having a, a well set out profile like everything about yourself is out there or or um through any other network that you know and and sometimes a lot of people discount on that uh, there are recruiters who also looks at the network that you're part of and they reach out to you directly rather than you approaching them so i have also applied um through microsoft um and those never turned out to be good. Um, and then this recent time, so I'm a boomerang. So that means I worked at Microsoft from 2008 to 12 and um, went to do Expedia for seven years and came back to Microsoft. So I'm a boomerang. So I'm coming back to Microsoft um, the second time. Um, the second time it so happened that um, the recruiter approached me and I interviewed for multiple teams. So I think having good first discussion with the recruiter about what you want to do and what are the roles that you're looking for and what could be some of the specifics that you want to achieve um, or reach out to a certain team. So if you can be very assertive about it with the recruiter, they can actually help you out very well. Um, so the recruiter that I worked with really did a great job on me setting up with multiple teams um, to, to get me interview with those teams, right? So and Microsoft also does, you don't have to interview for one team, right? You can do two to three team at the same time. And sometimes they all offer you and sometimes handful of teams offer you and you can make the decision, right? So so that's how I had, I had looked in for multiple groups um, and two of them offered me the offer and I took, I chose one. So, um, so for me, I, I can't answer completely like how to approach to recruiters, but one of the way in which you can do in, in today's days is basically have a great LinkedIn um, um, profile, right? So what is that you enjoy doing? LinkedIn is, doesn't have to be just your professional. Like I have podcasting. Podcasting is just evening and a weekend thing that I do, but they can understand that, hey, she is not only doing professionally this, but also doing much more. Right. So they want to see what value each of you bring to the table when they um, present your profile to the hiring managers. Right. So hiring managers will also look at you and say, hey, is this person bring something new, as you mentioned? Right. Like they want. So Microsoft is not looking for like in, in let's talk about product management roles. Right. So they're not essentially looking for technical or somebody who had previous technical, but as a product manager, you should be able to ask right questions when you're creating a product, right? So they, they look 
for some of these aspects from a candidate that, hey, this person brings unique value from previous experience, so we should hire this person, right? So um, I would say that's in a nutshell is to present yourself in a way, of course, it should be yourself. Um, don't fake it just because you want to get a role because it will be difficult when you fake to get in 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 the door and then later on you're not that self and then it's difficult to fake it for a long time <laughs> uh, fake some things which it is natural to you right like maybe you don't have experience but you can say hey i volunteered here so i can bring this value um, experience through that volunteer um, um, gig that they did so yeah, I'll stop there. But that in a nutshell for my case. Cool, cool. Yeah, I need to check out my email. Possible Apple <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> I need to check it. You know, you shared a great example, you know, yeah, when you didn't submit for a job and job seekers do it a uh, hundred times a day trying to find a job. But uh, yeah, I, I love your uh, example. Uh, to optimize your LinkedIn profile uh, and yeah because uh, uh, for example from my experience I often see uh, some selfish profiles when people don't care about others uh, they uh, want to proclaim I'm great you know for example when I check out profile I see I'm marketing guru what who, who are you man <laughs> I don't know you <laughs> uh, I can't find that uh, Brian Dean or uh, Seth Godin or uh, Brian Dean uh, are marketing gurus they just admit they're digital marketers you know they um, uh, and most profiles pro proclaim good profiles I mean like uh, from uh, prominent people they share how they can help others how they can support others uh, and uh, if you have the profile where you submit information i'm guru i'm expert don't do it you know uh, give uh, you can uh, leave it for other people they can uh, proclaim you expert uh, if they feel it but uh, it's better to provide how you can help others how you can support them how you can help them to grow yeah lo love your experience okay uh, thanks a lot for your time uh, it's a big pleasure to learn from you uh, uh, before you leave, just tell our audience how they can find you, learn more about you, reach out to you. Yeah, so um, thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, um, Anatoly. Um, it was great, actually. Um, I, I didn't think somebody who does podcasting on SEO would reach out to a product manager to actually talk about it. So thank you for reaching out and and accommodating me. Uh, I appreciate that uh, and for this opportunity. And in, in for your audience who wants to connect with me and want to learn more about anything that I do professionally and also on my podcast uh, is via LinkedIn. One of the ways I, I love LinkedIn for the fact that it is much more than career. But we don't want it to be a social media, though. <laughs> we want it to be a, a good, respectable channel or the platform. So reach out to me. The name is right here uh, on my screen. Um, it's Chetna Desai, but I have an extra A there. Uh, but uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. And also, um, on LinkedIn, you could get all the information about my podcast as well. Um, give it a listen. Um, and if you're interested in being a guest on my show, let me know. Message me on LinkedIn. I can reach out to you. Cool, cool. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Google, Spotify, and Apple. Thanks a lot for your time. You know, it's a big pleasure. I highlighted something. I'm going to use it. Yeah, and uh, thanks, guys, for listening and watching us. 
Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.